guess you just don't care, huh? Lord, let me know if you got us. Preaching about profits. It ain't no one man can stop us. Bow down to a goddess. Bow down to a goddess. Bow down to a goddess. It ain't no one man can stop us. Bow down to the goddess. Goddess, got it. Hello and welcome to the Strong Women Power Half Hour, your podcast and radio show to encourage, educate, and empower you on your path through womanhood. I'm your host and women's empowerment specialist, Kelly Hickey. I'm the director of Strong Women Co., a company designed to help women be their strongest, happiest, and healthiest selves. We have one-on-one programs, online workshops, and more. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram for more daily inspiration and motivation. And of course, join our online group on Facebook. Links in the show notes. Um, Make sure to subscribe to the podcast and share with anyone who likes the topics of our show. Sharing is caring, as they say. And I used to tell you I'm a Canadian coming to you uh, from the Netherlands, but no, I am a Canadian back in Canada. And listeners to our podcast will uh, have known that. I want to say a huge thanks for folks who have reached out uh, with some great positive feedback from the last show. I think a lot of us have gone through our, our darkness, our journey, our Inanna's descent, you know, and and um, uh, I feel I can feel it. I can feel it amongst. Uh, 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 there's almost like the awakening of this spring. Oh, thank goodness it's spring! Oh, how exciting! And uh, with this awakening of spring, I mean, of course, we're connected to the Earth's cycles. It doesn't make sense for us to not be connected. Um, you know, yes, we have this modern artificial light and this lerms and all of those things, but it doesn't mean that, you know, our, our DNA and our ancestry, or even just like, you know, our circadian rhythms, like we are so connected to this, uh, to our cycles of, of our mother earth. And of course we are. And, you know, I do, I think spring may be my favorite time. Um, then I don't know. I always feel like whatever's the time is my favorite time, but the, there's just something so beautiful about the rebirth, Right. There's something so beautiful about things reawakening again. And of course, this is just for uh, folks in the Northern Hemisphere for spring. Uh, it's a different, uh, the other side of it for our listeners and friends in the uh, Southern Hemisphere. And shout out to you guys um, who have to have hear all this Northern Hemisphere dominated <laughs> discourse all the time. Sorry about that. Uh, but uh, back on the spring uh, in the Northern Hemisphere where uh, I am, there's this thaw happening. There's, there's snow and ice everywhere. And there's this thaw. And you can feel the, the animals are more rambunctious, the wild ones, you know, the birds. And there's so many deer around here. Oh, my goodness. It's, it's just so many animals. And you can, you can tell they're, they're extra noisy. And it's that kind of exciting time of, of, of life being reborn um, and, and everything coming awake again. And, you know, after three years of some weirdness that we've all gone through, this spring, you know, it, 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 it does feel a bit different. It feels like, you know, we're, we're going to make it through. Oh my goodness. Like this is a significant, uh, spring of reawakening. And, um, uh, I know a lot of us are going through that, uh, and that goes into the topic of the show today. But before I get into that, let's take our few breaths. Now let's wiggle those shoulders ah, and then bring those shoulder blades down your backs. You're standing straight and proud. Feet on the ground if you can. Nice couple of easy breaths here. Make sure that 
you are feeling comfortable, how you're sitting or lying. If you're walking, just notice what it feels like, the weight of your body against the inside of your shoes or the floor, ground. It's a moment just to kind of bring our whole selves in. So we can just imagine as we went about our days and our weeks, we've kind of left little traces of ourselves everywhere. And let's imagine on this first breath in just a moment that we're bringing it all in. So we're going to make ourselves whole again. All right, so close your eyes if you can. Relax the space between those eyebrows. Relax your ears. Relax your jaw. We're going nice and easy in through the nose starting now. And hold. Out with a little sigh. One more just like that, breathing in. And hold a little longer this time. Feel the stretch in your lungs. Let out with a sigh. Easy breaths here. Notice the space we create and the nourishment here in the silence. Beautiful. Now breathing in through our nose as big as we comfortably can. Gathering up our whole selves, all traces left everywhere. And then you can let out with a sigh. <sighs> And repeat after me, but insert your own name. I am here. I am whole. I am Kelly. All right, let's do this. So the topic of today's show is something that keeps coming up for uh, me, uh, my clients, friends, colleagues, everywhere, it seems. And there's something about right now in this rebirth that's about returning home to yourself, returning to yourself. And uh, I've certainly felt that uh, in the last few weeks as I'm coming into to spring and, and the awakening of, of the season and, and the year. And I actually got the idea uh, for this podcast um, after a conversation with my uh, soul sister, Angela Yarber of the To Home Center, formerly uh, Holy Women's Icon Project. And both of us, we hadn't connected in a while and we had a, a Zoom and that I'm so grateful for. Shout out to you, uh, dear sweet Angela. You were so validating and lovely. And um, I love all the work you're doing at the to Home Center. Uh, I actually was just uh, an extra shout out for Angela and the work she's doing. I did participate in her um, awakening art therapy online workshop there uh, a week or two ago and uh, got to create something cool and do some really great journaling. So like huge shout out to uh, the work that she is doing. And we had both, when, we, when our conversation, uh, Angela, when we were in our reconnect, um, we both kind of said, you know, like, how are you? And when, when I have these whole soul to soul conversations with such other strong women, um, there's always this kind of like unwritten rule, I think, that we're about to be honest. We don't waste time. <laughs> and we want to share um, a poignant snippet uh, of at least of our experience thus far. Um, and, uh, so, you know, we, we do this exchange and I, you know, I explained to her, and uh, this was, I, I was only here maybe a couple of weeks at this point, And I explained to her, I was like, I really feel like I'm returning to myself. 
and she was like, whoa, I, I feel the same way. And we just shared our different journeys um, of, 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 you know, hardships, <laughs> challenges, um, and, uh, you know, being brought to our knees in various times. And then, uh, you know, uh, finding truths, working truths, uh, seeking truths, um, tr seeking wholeness, seeking healing. Um, you know, uh, I think... Most strong women I've known are seekers. We seek. We are seeking happiness. We are seeking healing. We are seeking, um, you know, to to make the world better. We are we are seekers, um, and that's always such been such a beautiful word to me. And so, as of lately, I've been seeking and finding um, myself, and I've been thinking about like how 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 what does it mean, and how do I feel like myself again, and. And what does that even, what does myself look like? What does it feel like? Um, especially after, you know, some, some years of, of just, uh, you know, nothing being normal. Um, and a lot of different questions and different experiences and all that. And I've been thinking about, you know, like this, this is something that I hear women talk a lot about, you know, the returning home to yourself kind of thing. And, and yeah, I suppose, uh, men do it too, but, uh, I don't really know so many of those narratives in the male uh, perspective of the, the deep introspection that women often do. Um, and there's tons of reasons probably for that, you know, because we're, we, we were given, we're equipped with more tools around communication and identifying our feelings and, you know, um, being who we are, um, and how to express ourselves. But, uh, regardless, women certainly do both, both in like, you know, writing, prose, books, movies, everything. It's, it's women who, who do the, the returning to themselves and so many different, you know, return, uh, was it under the Tuscan sun or, you know, like there's just so many uh, stories about women finding, creating, returning to themselves. And I've been thinking about how to find yourself or return to yourself, uh, again, you kind of have had to journey away from yourself so that you could come back to yourself, right? So I was kind of thinking of it almost like the, the heroine's journey, you know, of, of, of it actually being a journey with those hardships where you have to travel away from yourself, right? Like that's what a pilgrimage is, is, is a traveling and seeking of knowledge and, and connection. And I think that a lot of us can, you know, think about how going on a path, uh, we have veered away from who we were, who we are from time to time. Sometimes we don't even know who we are until we're confronted with the situation and then have to make the decision. Um, and, and, you know, and then you, you think to your values, you think to your, to, to who, like, what is the core of who, what makes you are. And going on a path in a weird and foreign place, if it was literally like I did, or, you know, navigating a different kind of world, or I think of it too, like, uh, you know, like Wonderland for Alice or Oz for Dorothy, right? We're, we're navigating uh, these things. If you're listening to our last podcast, you'll see the threads that are coming. So the last podcast, I talked about acceptance and gratitude for the journey. Um, and here I am. Where is the journey? Ah, it seems to be back to myself. It is. That is who we return to, you know, is, is to ourselves, whatever, whatever that means. And, you know, I'm also thinking particularly just shout out uh, to uh, those who are queer and trans among us who've had to hide themselves for safety and for survival and then are kind of coming back to themselves, you know, almost for the first time because of, of being able to live in their truths um, in, in the varying uh, layers that that means. And so we have this kind of whole world like awakening back into themselves and we have more tools to understand and express and Google and, you know, deep dive, uh, in, into these uh, possibilities. 
But I also think like the the return to the self is like literally like remembering who you were before the world taught you who to be and who the, before the world taught you who not to be, right? Like who were you? And if you strip away all of the social constructs and social norms and the supposedas and the shoulds and all of that, that you're taught, particularly as, uh, you know, uh, if you're a woman listener or um, uh, otherwise, like we're taught to be certain things. Who were you before you were taught all that? Who, who is the true you? Who is the core you? And, you know, I think about the female protagonists that are often uh, on a quest to return to themselves. You know, we're used to saying, uh, I think, in decades past, we'd say finding ourselves. But now I think we have a slight nuance on that. It's like, yeah, it's finding yourself, but it's also creating yourself. It's also returning to yourself. It's all of these things. Right. I've heard many things. Oh, she went off to find herself or he went off to find himself, too. You know, and it was something that was said uh, in decades past for sure. And I was just thinking in the normal, in the, in, the, in the pop culture kind of media consumption, we got Cheryl Strayed and Wild, right? She went off to find herself and who, who she truly was. Um, and then also, of course, uh, Liz Gilbert in uh, Eat, Love, Pray, which I love, actually. That, that book, whoa. I think that book, uh, or at least its kind of inherent meaning of going back to the self and going and spending some time and energy, like figuring out who you were and all that, I think that's actually been absorbed into the psyche of um, of, of many women um, and, and the culture as well. But that book in particular, it was one of those ones when you just read it at the right time, and I did. And uh, it inspired me uh, to take a chance and uh, to go. <laughs> I handed in my master's of women's studies thesis. And two days later, I hopped on a plane to go work with an all-male crew um, for a geoscience company. Uh, in the, and I was working in the USA. I was working first in Nevada, then Arizona. Um, and so, yeah, we were looking for uh, gold and hot springs and copper underground and um, it was really like, I was reading that book when the opportunity presented itself and I was kind of sick of being in the, in the academia and preaching to the choir. And I wanted to take everything I had learned in school and through my previous volunteer experience and community organizing and understanding of feminism, what women had to go through in the workplace and all this. And I wanted, I wanted real life. I wanted to be like, all right, what's the real? And so I embarked on one of those really weird things where, you know, here I am, an art student, academic, <laughs> and uh, I went to work for a geoscience company uh, where I was handing, handling like 100 meter lands, which are like really thick cords and, and um, connecting up different sensors to read different readings from the earth and like, you know, magnetic responses and deep penetrating radar. Like what I was doing, learning everything that was outside my comfort zone. And, uh, in, in the hot sun, <laughs> um, and you know, I weirdly like really excelled at it <laughs> and had challenged myself so much, um, at, but, uh, was, was greatly rewarded as well. And within days, you know, I, I was promoted to the manager of the crew, um, and the crew were excellent about it. Uh, lots of stories there, uh, for you too, cause I made their lives easier. Uh, but anyway, you know, and, um, uh, I learned so much and I got to exist in space, uh, where there was no women before. And so, um, and, and that job in particular was really interesting because, um, you'd set up sensors and then you'd just kind of wait for hours until the, all the readings needed were over. Uh, so there was, got to the point where you, all you had to do was just like talk. 
And so you got to, it was, it was fascinating and it informed my whole life in, in the work that I do and how I understand things and how I understand uh, men and how I understand the, the, the workplace in relation to uh, male dominated workplaces. It was really good that that helped me so much and that was definitely one of my like okay and then I got to a point where you know uh, I had a boss who wouldn't even talk to me because uh, I was a woman and uh and then I was like what am I doing with my life <laughs> so I've had these I don't know if you've had these a few times it's like all right this is enough now okay what am I doing with my life and so then I came back uh, to work in Newfoundland and started working at the office to advance women apprentices. So I was working with women in the trades and I had so much better understanding of what they went through because I had also worked in all male, uh, crews and, and teams. But, uh, yeah, I had to come back to myself. I had to come back to the doing the work. Um, and, uh, this is, this is the journey, right? Like, like it's, uh, it's really cool. Like it, it's almost like a regrouping when you kind of come back to yourself or a recollecting, of the inventory of, of oneself, just like doing, you know, a store inventory. You got to count it, evaluate it, chuck what's no longer good. Uh, and, uh, you know, cause that what's no longer good. That's taking up uh, prime real estate. That's taking up shelf space, right? So you just got to get rid of that. And then it's also an important part of the inventory is to acknowledge what makes you amazing. You are special. What makes you special? You are unique. What makes you unique? And there are so, so many things about you that make you you. And part of returning to yourself is kind of checking that out and leaning into that, what makes you you. I'm encouraging you to let your freak flag fly, right? Like the cutesy, strange, weird things about you, how you like your tea. I don't know, um, any kind of weird bedtime ritual or how you can only you can't help yourself but sing to a certain song like all these little things are like things that make you gloriously and specially you and just like add it to like just your inventory of like how you are awesome and amazing and like put that into the the uh the new soup you're making my god i'm all over here with the analogies uh, of you right and 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 let's let's look at ourselves in this regrouping with, with more wisdom in our eyes and in our hearts and more empathy in our eyes and our hearts for ourselves. Um, and, you know, uh, I, I want to just briefly mention, too, about integrating selves. And I do a lot of work with clients and things like this uh, with, with integ integrating, you know, your public self versus your private self or your family self versus your friend's self or, um, you know, if you're com you can be confident around your friends, but maybe not so at work. So I do a lot of work about integrating uh, your, your past self and your present self, you know, so you're you're gathering up your whole self like we, we did just a few minutes ago. And, you know, in, in my case, again, like sometimes life just shows me real literal things. And so uh, I literally had to integrate my Netherlands self and New Brunswick self because our stuff showed up um, on the, the vessel, uh, Justin's company's vessel. Woohoo! That's taking the rock to go protect the uh, wind farms offshore. Um, and so we got uh, we got our stuff and um it was so wild to see all this stuff after almost like two months um, and then to have to find a place for it because we'd lived on just the stuff we had in our suitcases for two months. And um, and just like thinking about the Kelly who packed these things and what state of mind and, and just existence she was at and just like trying to bring her in to the current place where I am now where I do feel stronger and better uh, just to give her some love and integrating because I had almost like, like nope, turn my back, <laughs> forget 
moving forward. I'm a real moving forward kind of gal. Uh, but no, the, uh, the universe, uh, goddess, uh, spirit, whatever you'd like to call reality was like, nope, Kelly, you must integrate uh, yourself uh, of Netherlands and New Brunswick, Kelly. And it was, it was hard, honestly. It was because uh, even, even as I mentioned before, just talking about some of those times is, can cause a physical reaction. So I was very kind to myself um, and compassionate, uh, but it was really, it was, it was very important. And, you know, like with the whole piece of getting away from ourselves or, you know, turning our backs on parts of ourselves, hope or wishing that they, they, they didn't exist maybe, or maybe it's just too painful to get into, you know, we can absolutely get distracted. And and sometimes it's nice to be distracted. This is one of the things when I work with my clients, I'll talk about like coping mechanisms and like encourage, like, you know, sometimes, sometimes things are so hard or so weird or so just like bewildering that we want to be, we need to be distracted. Um, and I'm not talking about long-term, I'm talking about like, you need it for your mental break or you get burnt out. So, you know, I do encourage it in small bite-sized things to be able to give yourself that little, little off time. But uh, I have to say that this, this whole like get going away from yourself or turning back to yourself, I can kind of see it you know, weaving in and out of my timeline. And I wonder if you can too. And I'm going to say to you uh, that I'm going to take more notice of this cycles and going away from myself and returning to myself. And, and what, what does it feel like? What does it look like? And maybe there's even more micro kinds of versions versus over the years or decades. Maybe, maybe we've had monthly cycles of going away and returning to ourselves. And I will say, that, uh, you know, it is rituals, any kind of ritual that we have that makes some kind of sacred space, whatever that means to you. It really is something that brings us into the moment. Um, and it also allows us to, uh, integrate, right? Like you just, you just integrate all of yourselves in that minute. Cause, cause you, you were there, you know, uh, and it's so, so very beautiful. So I really encourage, uh, rituals. And so what's funny, I also have been noticing is I'm returning to my younger self in, in some ways as I return to myself. So like I'm that, that younger version of me is what I feel like. I almost feel like a youthful spirit uh, is, is coming back. And, you know, I, I'm focusing on what brought me joy back then in my younger version. And, and, you know, the various times that I was in joyful places, like what brought me joy then? And, you know, what's also really cool is my poetry, as I mentioned and shared in the last episode, thanks for the feedback on that folks. Uh, that was really sweet. Um, and that, um, it, my poetry has connected me to my younger self specifically, like remembering what I was like, what I felt like, what I thought, um, back when I was, uh, that younger self. And, um, I think it's, my poetry connects me to my younger self because it probably connects me to my true self. And I'm reaching deep into that same well. And it's so beautiful and familiar. And it's like, oh, hello, well, I, I kind of forgot about you <laughs> for, for a minute. Nice to see you again. But there is something so beautiful and raw and real about our younger selves that is true to the core of our, of our, of our very being, of our true essence, when we strip away all of the trauma and all of the uh, harshness and everything of our lives. Like who, who are we at that core? Who, who do we want to return to? I believe the answer is always love. We are all love if we are really honest and true about ourselves. And that might be some of the scariest uh, of it all, really. 
Another way I've been feeling like I'm getting back in, back to myself is uh, going to the gym. Now I'm a former gym rat, <laughs> former uh, boot camp instructor, personal trainer. So like moving around, throwing around weights while I like have my you know, my twenties club and music blaring in my headphones. That is something that makes me feel like my younger self, but also makes me feel like my, my, myself, my true self. So I have been asking myself about the times in my life that I have felt the best and trying to figure out what was working, uh, that I can insert back into my life right now in the returning of myself. So it's, I invite you to do the same. Look at times in your life that you were happy and you felt strong and good in your skin and in your being and ask what was going on in your life then and what can you reinsert back into your life so that you can maybe feel like you are back in your cells and your whole self again because you deserve it. You've reserved, you deserve to return home to yourself. And I have a little treat for you here now. Um, I actually had to stop recording to go pick up Violet from school. Uh, and I was thinking about how turn, returning to myself, it's almost like returning to my puberty self. And what I was going through and navigating all those feelings and the changing body and all of that. And now at 41, I am perimenopausal, of course, just due to my age and some symptoms coming up. So I feel like there's almost that returning to myself again as I go navigate through uh, this new kind of hormonal uh, reality and transition into the next stage of my life. And Violet is prepubescent <laughs> at seven. Uh, so we are both, she is entering uh, the period. Puberty. The period of uh, fertility um, that happens in many women's lives and I'm, I'm <laughs> exiting. Uh, but I wanted to take this opportunity to let Violet talk about you know, because you have, remember that song, Who Am I Supposed to Be Now? Mm -hmm. Right? That was one of your favorite songs by Icon for Hire because you were trying to figure out who you were supposed to be now, now that, you know, we're back Icon in Canada. Icon for Hire. Icon for Hire, yeah. So, you know, I'll ask you the question because you've returned to yourself in some ways and you've been recreating yourself even just at seven. So, what does it mean to you to return home to yourself? Um,. It feels good to be back to myself. When the Netherlands trapped me from from being my true self, I I didn't really like it. I didn't like that that I had to keep my own self in. Mm. But but now that I'm free in Canada, I feel so free. I can f I can fly off a cliff and, and land on my feet. I oh feel my God, so what a beautiful image. Fly off a cliff and land on your feet. Wow. Thank you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Really, really good. But you know, babe, I guess, you know, from the mouths of babes, I was feeling the same thing. And maybe that's why I feel like I can return to myself because I feel like I have the freedom to be myself. Yeah. Uh, and there's there's just there's just more freedom uh, to not assimilate and to, to not just act normal, which is one of the main uh, Dutch kind of sayings. I forget what it is in Dutch. Do you remember? Just act normal? No, can't remember right now. No. But uh, thank you so much to Violet um, and talking about how freeing it feels just to return to being who you are. So three cheers for returning home to ourselves. Hip, hip. Hooray! Oh my goodness, not too loud. <laughs> hip, hip. <laughs> Hooray! Hip, hip. Hooray! now it's time for the featured song of the podcast. This is one of those times when I was searching for a song and it was like the third song I found and I was like, okay, perfect. Search complete. 
The Seeking Has Made Me Find It. It is Erica Jennings' Back to Myself. Oh, it's so good. Um, from what I could tell, I think Erica Jennings is Irish, but she also speaks Lithuanian. And this song, um, a few years back, was uh, entered into Eurovision for Lith Lithuanian, uh, it looked like when I was looking, doing the research. There's so many good lines in this song, um, including it feels... Uh, like lately I can touch the light I see, you know, and she's talking about picking up all the pieces of herself and all of that. And I just, I just think it was, it's just perfect. I love this idea of returning to yourself, returning home to yourself and realizing that home is literally wherever you are when you are returning to yourself. Such a beautiful concept. Uh, this song illustrates so much of what we've been talking about today. And may you return to yourself, uh, particularly if you've been out journeying um, or if you're on your journey and you want to kind of um, get back to that core self, get back to your values and, and your ethics and what you truly believe in and what you'll fight for and what you're not willing to fight for, right? This is all like we are letting everything fall away that no longer serves us so that we may be able to instead live more truly, more authentically, and more deeply. Uh, and this is one of those things that, you know, you can't get besides time and wisdom. Uh, so let's be grateful for every moment we get uh, in this beautiful life and to realize how truly magnificent and marvelous and mathematically almost impossible it is for us to be here. And uh, let's not waste any more time going back to that being who we true are as in our in our core self and and who we want to be, who what we want to exude. So uh, without further ado, I will give it over to Erica Jennings, uh, and I will talk to you soon. Mad Mega Love. It seems so hazy, thinking back to where I used to be. It feels so crazy to pick up all these pieces of me. But as I start to put myself together, I realize I'm so much better off. And as I start to put it all together, I realize that it's forever. I'm coming back to myself. I wouldn't want to be anybody else. I just my wounds and go. Stayed on you 
With a new day.